bros talk about art and try to figure out the fucking universe. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Check it out. Alright, and two froze are live. What's up, Scott? Not too much. What's up with you, my friend? Not too much. Just starting the podcast. You know. Uh, so, before the podcast, we were talking about what we were going to talk about for the podcast, obviously. So that's what we did. Mm-hmm. But um, Scott surprised me with a list of talking points. So um, I think I'm going to start off with his, because uh, mine will probably touch on one of his topics, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, you can go ahead and pick one of those talking points okay so one topic that uh i actually remembered uh after talking with my girlfriend about what she wanted to do with youtube she was kind of stressed with youtube and how it was difficult for her to make some stuff that she was also interested in um i thought about talking with her about target audience and how it makes it easier when you have a target audience to make um, more specific art, or I guess you could say art, or just pieces, or just media in general. So, gotcha. Yeah. So, Joe, what's your? I guess. Uh, what is maybe your history with maybe choosing like target audiences in whatever form that was? Uh, I can't say that I have a specific history. I mean, I guess I do. Um. So, I started a YouTube channel before my current YouTube channel, which was uh, Joe Star Beats, mm-hmm. and uh, that was where I was making music and kind of teaching music, as well as just showing my lifestyle from me trying to, you know, go through the struggle of being a musician and being a musician and getting to a milestone and then showing that it's possible. So, basically what I'm doing with art now instead of with music because um, I so to touch on target audiences and just overall drive with YouTube, I'm glad that I took that adventure because I realized I did not want to do it. Um, so that target audience didn't work for me, as well as mm. like um, when I started, I made the mistake of trying to get my family and friends kind of on board with my YouTube channel and trying to get them into it, which is like okay, kind of, but. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, you really want people that actually want your content to be looking at your stream of, uh, of media rather than, you know, just people that you know subscribing to it. Because then, you know, you'll get these subscribers that have different interests on their subscription list, and then you'll be targeted to a whole bunch of different people that you don't even, you're not even trying to target. So that would be a um, selection of people. That'd be my example of uh, dealing with targeted selection and audiences because uh, what that did was it made my targeted audience even harder to reach because of the people that were coming into my stream because they weren't watching my videos and if they were they were watching 10 seconds of the video and that's a problem mm-hmm. too because basically it says oh this video isn't interesting so the algorithm knows that to not basically spread this and it's because also that wasn't my target audience so it's just kind of like pulling hairs out trying to make people happy that aren't really interested at all unless you um, do what I'm doing right now currently is uh, make a platform and then make your YouTube and then kind of funnel people to the YouTube from that platform based on like SEO searches. So now people like 
are looking for your content. So, like, say I draw mm. a whole bunch of Street Fighter characters on Instagram, and then, like, I have a YouTube channel where I just do speed draws or, like, I explain my process while drawing those fighting characters. So now I have a whole bunch of, one, artists that are interested in drawing fighting characters. Two, I have gamers that are interested in just looking at art that's from their games, and then you can, you know, bring in a customer from that kind of thing. But if you're yeah. looking for, like, long-term business, I think artists should be looking to uh, try to sell to other artists because that's basically where your long-term money is. But um, mm -hmm. that's my targeted audience would be artists as well as, like, you know, fighting games. That's kind of what I'm doing or, like, fighting genre of things. So that's my talk about um, targeted audience. That I, Sorry if that was long, but I think it was a decent summary of what it is. Yeah. Um, and that, um, say when you were trying to assess how people were just like clicking on like, um, your video for like a few seconds and then clicking off, um, uh, it reminds me of how, uh, say with Cheyenne, um, with her YouTube channel, uh, she is trying to, uh, put more and more videos out, but, uh, say recently she wasn't getting too many, uh, or really not any feedback or say any growth and I was the first thing that I said is like oh yeah I can take a while um, and that was basically my experience with tumblr I put in like so much effort and whatnot and yeah. then it's like I didn't get any like anything substantial like I didn't get anything substantial um, for my entire time on the platform back a couple years ago say when was that like 2016 2015 to 2018 or so yeah 2015 to say 2018 or so mm -hmm. um and uh, basically with cheyenne she didn't have um what she wanted to do with uh her targeted audience because the way that i asked her i said okay who is your targeted audience um um say what are the interests that you are trying to um really get into and she said um she was very ambiguous or really uh wide reaching where she said um to affect um uh stuff that i'm interested in it's like okay what are those things and then it was difficult for her to describe those and it's like okay um that's where we can start first because we know that she likes theater she likes um say um beauty topics yeah theater beauty topics and then also vlogging as well as like um a niche in and of itself so it's like okay we have that but then there are other things as well um gotcha. yeah but um i guess if i want to take it back to um say visual art um where we're based in mm -hmm. um it has to be with um uh say like with age um interest and it's like oof there's like anime and it's like well there's already like sub genres in anime you have like um there's a lot of avenues and like <laughs> you can be kind of broad yeah i get you yeah it's very broad and so i get i guess with art um because you can really depict anything visually it can be really daunting sometimes um maybe to pick a target audience or really try try to pick a target audience because you might want to um, check as many boxes as possible, but then it's like you're kind of uh, watering down, um, maybe not even watering down, but um, lessening your chances of somebody to 
see your content if maybe you're not specialized in it maybe with uh, related to what happened with your youtube channel possibly yeah. i could say yeah I, yeah definitely mm-hmm. uh yeah taking yeah, your I know. target is definitely difficult sorry you can f finish your finish your thought oh yeah so uh say early on with me on tumblr uh, it might be related to what you were going to say um, I just made stuff that I was interested, um, mainly interested in, but there, at that time, there were a lot of things that I was interested in, and I made a lot of stuff about it, and it wasn't really focused. Um, sometimes it's a blessing, ooh, ow, sometimes it's a blessing and a curse, but if you're trying to grow your audience in a relatively quick way, it can be kind of like a curse, um, if you're not specialized in something, and that's... Um, and that people can only really go to your page for and nowhere else, then it's like, eh, yeah, it's like, well, what can you really bring to the table? Um, um, I would say don't get discouraged on what you can bring to the table. I would say what can you, what kind of spin can you bring to the table of your topic? Mm -hmm. Like, okay. for example, um, I can, this is, uh, this will actually help you out, I think. Uh, oh, yeah? So, you know how Garrett Hanna, that guy that draws those Dragon Ball Z characters? The, think, like, the yeah. dynamic, that dynamic foreshadowing, pose, foreshortening poses and stuff like that? Yeah. So, he draws a lot of those. So, he's drawing fighting characters and game characters in those foreshortened and dynamic poses. So, he's known for that, at least to me. And then... Mm -hmm. Uh, you could say that the same for like a lot of people that draw those kind of things, but I like his specific flair to it. Mm. So okay. I wouldn't say you know be like don't don't think things are oversaturated because there's a ton of people that literally only draw girls like girl <laughs> like characters and lewd costumes and then they draw girls in like bikinis and stuff like that. Like we know a lot of artists that just do this, so. Mm. Mm -hmm. I would just say if you're going to draw or like do art for a living, understand what that entails and what your goals are so you can hit that market with uh, what your targeted audience is. So because like you don't want to be. OK, you don't want to be um, an animator and only draw portraits because that doesn't make any sense. So, yeah. Yeah, you want to be able to hit that audience. Don't worry about how long it takes as long as you're getting people to look. If you're getting people to look, then you have the opportunity of continuing to give these people content and then those people will be like, "Oh, dude, this guy's really cool. Check him out." Cuz then that's where you get the 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 people organically unless you're using your ads and stuff like that. Like that's a whole different route, but yeah. You to grow an audience is not super difficult as long as you have the time and the effort to put in because what you would need to do is just interact with the community and put out your targeted content and you need to figure out what that targeted content is for me i'm mm -hmm. so for me i'm drawing and trying to create a manga that is actiony so me drawing a lot of action poses and a lot of fighting characters and just dynamic poses makes sense and i'm not trying to like specifically target an audience with what i'm doing on instagram um i think i would take more of, of that approach on different platforms because i'm seeing instagram more of a like for me thing now honestly mm. instead mm. i think i'm going to for focus my like more professional and like targeted work on like tumblr and twitter because uh, i yeah. don't know that just seems 
just slightly more where the people are, if that makes sense. Instagram's weird. It's like social, yeah. but, lonely, but social but lonely. It's weird. Like, but like Twitter always feels like there's just noise everywhere. Yeah, that's true. It's very interesting. It's just aside from just like the visual setup, I see exactly what you mean. It's yeah. like I don't. Yeah, it's very difficult to describe. But I think the way you said it, um, um busy but lonely at the same time for instagram it's like mm. yeah that's a pretty apt description of it it's weird i don't understand yeah i think it's because you're yeah. just seeing all these lives but you know you're just by yourself looking at a phone <laughs> yeah <laughs> but um yeah that's i feel like don't get discouraged about what your target is and how long it takes to hit that target just work on your art skills and draw what you want to draw and then mm -hmm. i would say try to envelop that into pop culture in a way like obviously you have uh, yeah. you obviously you have influences from pop culture and that's why you draw. So mm -hmm. well, if you're drawing the type of stuff we're drawing, like comics and stuff, if yeah. you're a painter and you're a traditional person, obviously you have other influences. But um, for this kind of content, like for example, I can draw a Dragon Ball Z character and be totally happy with that and totally put mm -hmm. it up. And yeah, I, I've I've done that before. So like, and that fits with my genre. So like, don't be afraid to jump into pop culture for the likes and for the attention because that's how you get your attention that's how you get your growth and um, mm -hmm. don't and if you want to have your original characters you know cross over with those people or like you know have them wear their clothes like a lot of artists do that like they have their original character wearing a character that's popular's clothes and they'll hashtag that like mm -hmm. so there's a lot of ways you can t you can warp your niche to work for you. You just have to really understand what your niche is. Like um, for Cheyenne, if she's doing, sorry, that's a froze girlfriend. I think I'll just call her <laughs> shy, but like, whatever. Uh, she yeah. uh, she does uh, makeup and kind of like slice of life vlog style videos. And uh, oh yeah, uh, there's this guy I know named David so comedy i think if cheyenne watches him she'll one laugh because he's funny two i think <laughs> she'll get an idea of what she kind of wants to incorporate because he incorporates his comedy into his vlogs and stuff like oh. that so like i think if she's trying to do drama and stuff like that and all these different topics why, why doesn't why doesn't she do one thing and then incorporate all of those things in that one thing like a vlog that incorporates her dram dramatic size or like she can do like a vlog and then have like little skits and stuff like that like mm -hmm. um, I don't know, like targeting audiences like that, I think is just more personal and gives you more of a, you're here for Cheyenne or like you're here for shy, like the way she does her spin on things. You're not here because you like another person's style and then this person does that style because like you can very much take influence from other people and then just, you know, figure out how to make that your own thing because like I don't think you would have been an artist if there wasn't an artist in your life that influenced you to be an artist. So you kind of like not exactly copied them but you know you saw that opportunity you saw that that was a possibility and then you reflected that on yourself and now you're carrying it out so like, yeah that is something that i think a lot of people need to use and stop thinking it as like cheating or something like that or copying but like you know you can learn from people <laughs> you can yeah you can learn from people that are doing the, that are doing the things that you're trying to do and you don't have to feel like it's a secret skill that they've done and that you have to find out your own secret skill. Cause like they could create that path to that skill. 
if you mm-hmm. just you know allow it to because obviously if you're not tracing or doing all that stuff you're not taking their work you're just you know just following their steps if that makes sense like mm-hmm. just do that and then yeah try to make your own spin on it that's i'll stop talking now <laughs> oh yeah you're good um that actually did remind me about i was really in the moment um being really business-like talking with her and the way that you said that um not needing to uh really keep yourself so focused on say just um i think you said it's like keeping yourself so focused uh in like one concentration but um branching out and looking at other creators and it's like yeah i did suggest and i was like oh damn i forgot but yeah i suggested to her um just looking at this is just a suggestion maybe for her uh since she was finding it so difficult it's like okay we can try these baby steps first uh i suggested to her specifically uh looking up um between like the most popular people of what she's trying to maybe emulate or accomplish Mm -hmm. uh to maybe like closer to lesser known because they might be um doing something really innovative um so between most top most popular and then like kind of up and coming seeing what she likes what she doesn't like and what definitely works and what definitely doesn't work yeah because some things um uh, just to Mm -hmm. add something real quick keep that thought um she needs to focus on getting better rather than you know making it right off the bat don't worry about viewers they'll come just keep making oh yeah and get get better okay continue (laughs) oh yeah yeah so uh i was uh explaining to her uh why i had that in four different categories because say um somebody who likes to say yo remember to hit that bell and click the subscribe button it's like that's something that can possibly work for some people but say for me i definitely don't like that it's really annoying to hear that every single video i like to just be um the main body of the content it's like sometimes you might have something to explain that's like separate and kind of meta but it's like to say something like that every single time it's like ugh, that's not really my style and so that's something that i specifically don't like it may work and so having all of those different categories and they can cross off some things um that you're seeing throughout all these different videos it's like okay you're just cataloging you're scratching off things that you don't like from uh things that may work and things that uh may not work or and say for things that may not work it's like okay this seems interesting is there some like maybe a different way that i can go about that and innovate that like say some way that these up-and-coming channels might be doing the same way Mm. so that was one thing that i suggested to her um maybe just to go out and just absorb like what you were saying just absorb all this info and how people are operating their own channels and media too yeah you might see even a editing style that you like that you can incorporate into your video that makes like you know cutting out fluff a little easier or like transitions easier and stuff like that like that's helped me a lot yeah Um, and just you know treating this as a business and as a you know a work thing because if you're trying to you know do this as a project to reach out to people and you want to do it the best way you should you know lay down the groundwork and work it up figure out yeah you know like like we were talking about figure out your target audience uh figure out how to connect with them and how creators are connecting with that audience already and then try to you know personalize that and then you know take from them see what you can you know use that isn't super i guess uh, obviously you don't want to start your video the same way as the guy 
just figure out how you can use that kind of intro, but with your personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for like everything. And it'll all come together. You just have to keep making content and tweaking on that content. You can't just stop. Yeah. Because then mm-hmm. you get stagnant. And never never think you're a master at anything because that's when you start to suck and you just like, <laughs> start uh, just making silly mistakes that you could be correcting. But yeah, just take your time, do your best, everybody. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think I've exhausted that point. Yeah. I guess uh, one last point um, maybe sure. that I've tried to, um, I guess, help Cheyenne with like the way that she goes about uh, maybe editing around, kind of like around her video, is that I've um, made uh, an intro and an outro. I was like, well, yeah, a lot of videos have that. But then I thought about how maybe since she has like longer videos sometimes that i thought oh maybe we could incorporate something like a very short three to five second eye catcher kind of like how they have in anime a lot of the time it's like oh cool and sometimes you could have maybe a specialized one like per the event or per the time of the year and it's like oh that's really cool and it feels more personalized and not just like oh it's a drag and drop even though that may be the case sometimes it's like but it's like a change to uh, break up something. It's like that transition that you were talking about earlier. Yeah, it breaks up the nuance. Gets the um, the, the the really thing that is important about the eye catcher is it, it grabs attention. And yeah. Attention is the 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 monetary value in uh, YouTube. You need to keep mm-hmm. attention, and as long as you can keep doing that, you will be successful. Really. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the eye catcher would be a really good idea to add on to there, and those transitions would be a lot easier for you to, you know, keep people watching, keep people engaged, and like comment on like those flashy things, being like, oh, like that was a cute little chibi character that came across the screen at this point. Oh, like this type of stuff, like that's like really small things that kind of like what it, yeah. what what we would call Nintendo polish. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. 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 So yeah, okay. I think that's a good idea. I need to incorporate those two. I might swing by your shop for that. Um, I might Ooh. employ you for Ooh. that. Yeah, I'd rather give you money for that kind of thing, but that might be a little later. Don't worry about it. Uh, that's off, <laughs> off uh, podcast conversation. Anyway, um, what's your next talking point? Uh, we don't have to go down the line, but let's see. I guess, oh, something that I think you had talked about before that you found kind of difficult was, uh, say, maybe, like, basically the realm of commissions, but then, like, making a commission page or maybe guidelines. Mm -hmm. Would you want to touch on that, maybe? Hmm. I think I'm I'm okay for that right now. Um, Okay. Hmm. Let's I'm less see. discouraged about it. I think I'm more worried about just getting better and developing a following. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah, for now at least. Um, my goal hmm. is by this year to have um to be commissionable, basically. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. Then I'm thinking, which one? maybe creative planning because that's something i also need to work on too and it's like i have Hmm. i'm getting the foundation down where now 
uh, not only do I have like this regular uh, schedule or no, uh, what's it? What's it specifically called? It's a planner, schedule. It's not just a planner, but it's like um an appointment planner where it has oh, um not only does it have like um a month and a week in view, but it has um like specific uh times and it's like time oh bit. cool okay, yeah yeah I have the same thing. yeah yeah you can schedule it from like seven a.m. to eight p.m. and it has like the fifteen thirty and forty five marks and it's like oh yes I don't have to write those in and it feels it's just like on every single page that's good. Because mine yeah. feels a little claustrophobic. <laughs> oh. But it's okay. I don't really use it as a timetable anymore. I just use it as a paper to use a to-do list. And then I can accomplish these things within my day. <laughs> That's oh, kind gotcha. of what I do. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So what were you you were talking about for projects? Or like... um, I guess just all kinds of creative projects. Because I know before uh, I got this planner, it's like... um. I had trouble remembering all the things that I wanted to do. And then it's oh, like, yeah. okay, those are the main things I wanted to do. And it's like, um, every now and again, when I had this idea, it's like, oh, I could do that. And I had, I didn't like have the chance or really know where I could write that. And I would see it definitely and remember it. And it's like, oh, wait, on my month in view in my planner, it's like, there's a note section. It's like, oh, think about this and you can do that. It's like, oh, that's great. I don't have to like actively try to remember it every single day. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I yeah. made the mistake through the entirety of my school school experience thinking that my mind would be able to retain everything. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah. honestly, up until a couple years ago, I still thought that way. And <laughs> now I do not. I see that my brain is a lossy, fucking leaky piece of fucking shit. It's a fucking battery that just lets things just out all the time. Same. It's just leaking battery acid all over the place. And then, oh yeah. And I have to like organize my thoughts on this planner for sure. Yeah. Sorry, I just really wanted to express my feelings on that part. Uh, oh yeah, I feel you. On go that. ahead. Um I guess it's that same mentality of like um not just remembering stuff because at least for me um it may be the same for you it's just like remembering visual ideas instead of like things to like things to do. Mm -hmm. Visual ideas it's like it's easier to remember cuz it's like oh you might be you might have been inspired by like a piece of music and it's like it comes back to you it's like oh I should make that. Mm. But the next step that I want to take on uh, I could and that's what I was saying before I have this regular schedule um appointment planner and then I have an artistic planner. Mm. And I have not started using the artistic planner yet. I want to start making my first steps and it's like okay these are the days that I'm going to specifically work on these and it's not just it's like oh, i have time to work on this and it's like well um sometimes i may not have time to work on creative projects but i have a plan on what i want to work on for that day in specific and i don't feel like um i feel like i'm getting more done all around instead of getting like one completely finished and then moving on it's like Oh, okay, time to completely start this next one. So I'm starting more at once, and it's like, like just revolving around all these different projects and not feeling so much pressure to come from a finished piece and feeling so good, and then taking uh, a while to build up that motivation. It's like, okay, let's gosh. finally start this new high-fidelity piece. Interesting. Yeah. I was thinking about that actually today. Oh, really? Because <laughs> I was looking through Twitter, and I noticed that there were a lot of artists that had, like, 
uh, God, like they would post like every day. And I was like, how could they possibly do that? And then I was like, oh, maybe they start a lot of projects at the same time. And then they finish one and then they finish the next one and they finish the next one. And they just start at a different problem solving step rather than all that. But then I'm worried that I'll just keep starting projects and then never finishing them. So like, that's my issue, but I've been doing pretty good at that. I'm already winning the, the bet so far this month. So <laughs> I'm not worried about losing. Like I'm still drawing. I'm drawing. Well, I was drawing before I got on the call with you, but I'm almost done inking this one thing, and then I'll be moving on to my next thing, so I can keep putting nails in your coffin. And it's just, just <laughs> so wonderful. What an experience it is. <laughs> just murdering Scott. <laughs> one nail in the coffin was that um, miraculous ladybug picture that I saw. Yeah, um, honestly, I could have done better on that piece, but I see what I could have done better, and that's really what I wanted to get out of that, and I kind of made up with it by just trying to do some color stuff, and I'd say it's okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I know for me, I'm, I'm glad that I'm getting more into the mindset of not just the sketches. I'm so glad that it was just a short little phase that i was in of just making those low fidelity sketches and it's like yeah i'm getting stuff out um but in the long term it's like i do want to do more and you help remind me it's like yeah inking is actually really fun and relaxing yeah. what am i not what am i doing not doing that definitely oh my God. yeah and having that um mentality it's like yeah just go for like higher fidelity it's like inking's fun you've done it before it's nothing that you can't do again and expand on um and so I'm getting more ideas that are like higher fidelity. It's like, oh, sheesh. And they're kind of like off the wall from, I guess, what I've done before. Mm. Um, maybe it's one of those times where um, me wanting to just uh, implement all these techniques and visual things that I've absorbed, uh, hopefully like within like the past couple months or so and it's like oh it's that time again i should take advantage of this now um because that's when it's strongest in everything where i'm feeling it and i want to implement it the most but now is the time where it's like okay we're gonna try things different let's plan it out and then it'll give you a or it'll give me a better idea of maybe how to tackle it maybe have for starters maybe three possibly four pieces in rotation where i start sketch it i start um all of them off um like blank and then maybe tackle them process by process and then i don't move on to the next process possibly until all of them have reached the same threshold it's like okay all the sketches for these three to four pieces are done okay now let's move on to or maybe even drafting let's start like drafting first um, like the rough draft, so starting with like shapes and maybe skeletons, it's like, okay, this looks good for all of them. Um, the like the rough draft, uh, all of those are done, then inking and so on and so forth. And then um, it'll feel more well rounded, and then it's just like um, cycles, different cycles instead of different pieces. And then it feels like I'm getting a lot more done. It's a very interesting way I'm thinking about it now. Yeah, I actually want to get more into the construction part of using the shapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also want to start doing um, my own poses, I guess. 
Because mm-hmm. I haven't been really doing that. I've been mostly just drawing from reference and then just spinning the character into something completely different. Ah. Uh, so, I think I need to get back into the whole construction style of doing things, and I might just steal your idea here to do multiple things at a time. Because, mm-hmm. um... I need to get back to sketching, and I think uh, doing multiple things at a time will help to keep my skills sharp. Yeah. Because it kind of stacks your skills rather than you just doing one thing and then slowly moving on to the next step. Yeah. Like inch yeah, it's by inch. Very arduous par- uh, process. Yeah. Um, so I think I like that kind of approach. Yeah, I might steal that. Uh... <laughs> <sighs> Actually, that was creative planning and oh also do you um do you continue your thought oh yeah so i think i've told you about um the creative studio for facebook if yeah, yeah anybody yeah. uses that and then um instagram too mm-hmm. have you um or actually this would be a great time for us to try to schedule posts on um instagram because unfortunately i oh, no. Unfortunately, it's more difficult to schedule a post for the story. I don't even know if you can uh, schedule posts for a story on the Creator Studio for Instagram. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's re- yeah, it's really only like the main feed where the main posts go, which is like the easiest. Um, and honestly, that just needs to be native on the app. I don't understand why it's only on desktop. It's so strange to me. I don't know why I can't post on desktop either for Instagram. Or at least maybe you can only through the Creative Studio, right? Yeah, yeah, it's only through the Creative Studio. That's just so irritating for me. I need to, I guess I need to start doing that because fucking God. (laughs) (laughs) That I can only post through the phone right Mm -hmm. now, at least. Mm -hmm. And I need to get better at delivering my art stuff because, yeah, that's just something that, you know, delivering is the best, is the the most important part of. Mm -hmm all art handoffs and posting and everything yeah yeah i think um the creative studio link for instagram it was a really tough process when i was setting it up because that's when um i started fiddling with like the creator versus like business and then it was linked somewhere else and then it's like why isn't it linking and it took me like two days to figure it out but uh, after yeah after that was all set up um it made it a lot easier to if I had stuff to post consistently, uh, it made it easier to get them out at a specific time um, and not have to be available specifically then to post it like uh, this one app that I have. It's called Planoly, and it says, I hate how it does this. This app yeah. says that, oh, you can schedule it to post automatically, but then um, that's when you're first setting it up, but when the time comes it's like it reminds you but then it says oh you need to be in an instagram business account instead it's like why didn't you tell me that in the first you're linked to my instagram account why can you have told me that in the first place (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah i think um apps on the phone they're starting to get there but i guess the best place to go for scheduling your apps unfortunately in this circumstance is the desktop version for creator studio the app version for creator studio only caters to facebook which is pretty stupid yeah only facebook that's weird though because facebook owns instagram so then yeah do whatever 
yeah, I checked back in with it after like a few months of trying the mobile version and still nothing for Instagram. No support, even though it's that popular. Fucking ridiculous. They're just making it easy for all of these third party apps to just siphon all of their users and everything. I mean, they're still using Instagram in the end, but. Hey, man, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, whatever. I want to start. Well, uh, I guess for Instagram, I might be able to use that, but. Like mm-hmm. I said, I'm trying to move into the Twitter and the Tumblr universe for targeting our audience and then using Instagram yeah. more of like a work in pro- progress and study dump. Ah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's more of the content I want to be doing. But uh, I also need to be kinder to myself and realizing that I don't have as much time as the creators that I envy to create art. Yeah. So At um, least not yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, yeah. Oh, um, is there any other part of the creative setup process that you wanted to talk about, or is it just the, uh... I guess one other thing, uh, the creative process, taking breaks, because at least my history very briefly is, um, when I was first starting out with digital art, it's like, say, when I got my plug-in Wacom Bamboo tablet, where it's not the screen, it's like you have to use hand-eye coordination, I would be sitting there for like eight hours straight. Sometimes I would have lunch in between. Um, And it's like, yeah, that worked for me because it it was a slower process. It would be like one piece per like eight hours or it might be over like two days, like I guess a total of 16 hours. Mm -hmm. Uh, But nowadays, uh, not just for time, but even for just my, I guess, I guess. Well-being, personal health, uh, hygiene. Yeah, that yeah, all, those. <laughs> all of those things wrapped into <laughs> one of... fucking package. Yeah, it's like you can't. Uh, at least for me, um, me speaking for myself, it's like I can't really afford that kind of eight-hour stretch as often as I used to. I used to do that all the time, but um, now I was sometime in the middle of um, twenty twenty last year. Now last year, um, that I used a timer and I put myself for. I think 20 minute bursts and um, say like four 20 minute bursts. And then I took like a longer break for 30 minutes. And it's like, Oh, this is a good time to eat. Watch uh, like a YouTube or no, uh, like an anime episode. Cause those are like 21, 22 minutes or so. It's like, Oh, perfect. And then I can finish the episode. I have like nine to eight minutes to like get back into it. For, like realize it's like, okay, good time to stop. Don't watch another one, please. Cause <laughs> I can get hooked on it for like five more episodes. And realize like okay let's get back into it it's working and that i never felt like any fatigue at all and it was great and so um say for anybody out there who's listening um uh-huh. who feels like they have to keep working on it non-stop it's okay i used to be like that too it's okay and if it worked for you before and maybe it's not working now it's like try taking a break um maybe just for 30 minutes because um it's becoming more common of knowledge that the people can really only focus generally for like 15 to 20 minutes and i was playing to that strength especially for me because um i'm pretty sure i have symptoms leading up to say like adhd i haven't been diagnosed uh mind you but um i have behaviors that uh could point to that and i'm playing to the strength it's like Okay, 15 to 20 minutes, let's try to write that, see how it works. And it worked very well. I didn't feel fatigued at all. I kept focused the whole time. 
uh, just taking those breaks in between. And so I didn't uh, say, I don't like to take very, very long breaks or else say I feel sleepy or want to take a nap and then it's like, well, now two hours went by and I didn't do anything. Um, so it's really good to keep in mind that you can take just, um, I guess, hard cut breaks where you're not doing anything creative, but um, maybe for you, you could take creative breaks where you just switch to a very low fidelity project and it's like maybe like sketchbooking. It's like I got back into that and that's really fun to do. And it's like, yeah, I could do that for a break from maybe inking if I'm getting too frustrated on like if I'm trying to figure out a new setting for changing up the way that I'm doing inking. It's like, yeah, if I want to take a break, it's like, let's go back to traditional. It's like getting my eyes away from the screen even. Oh, uh, especially, yeah, especially for those um, who may not have. <laughs> I need to wear them more often. My blue light blocking um, glasses that I have, they're very good for um, preventing eye fatigue. Yeah. I have not been wearing those very often. You, <laughs> I need to wear them. you don't wear them? Yeah. <laughs> it's very tragic. <sighs> um, <laughs> my process. Uh, maybe I should think about how I'm doing things. Uh, Currently, I think I have a good, healthy relationship with how I'm creating art. I don't think I'm sitting down too long and I'm giving myself a decent amount of breaks. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not really sitting down as long as you would be if you're doing, like, hour-long stretches. But yeah, sometimes it could be like that. Like, um, this session that I'm doing right now isn't feeling that long because I already made the sketch a couple days ago and I scanned it in and then I started inking. Uh, I think it was the day after, but I didn't finish it and then came back. So I'm not really, like, sitting down for, like, uh, two hours. I'm sitting down for, like, an hour every time, I think. Uh. Which has been really nice because it keeps everything fresh and not really, like, uh, kind of like I'm grinding, but a slow grind rather than, like, I'm trying to reach a deadline or something like that. Like, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of that gets in the way of just the creative process and it could make let like lead you into making mistakes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and I, mm -hmm. uh, I think that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, and I just remembered this. Um, when you talk, when you said the word deadlines, like, Oh wait, there was this other thing. Um, I primarily used this, uh, work ethic when I was in, uh, college for my last year. I, what was that? 2019 or so. Um, yeah, very early part of 2019. It was the um, nine to five work ethic. And it's like, okay, um, you work as if you were being paid uh, on whatever you have to do. Um, for me, it was specifically uh, schoolwork. So it was very easy for me to just like sit at my computer. And if I got something done, it's like, okay, cool. Uh, I would keep working and I would take a lunch break, of course, because um, um, if I was working and being paid, it's like, yeah, I wouldn't want a lunch break. This is not supposed to be like, um, labor. yeah, honestly. <laughs> so it has to be healthy. First off, make sure that it's healthy. Uh, if you're doing the nine to five and then after five, you don't do anything say related to what you consider to be part of your work ethic. And it's just relaxation time to, uh, decompress, especially if it was stressful. Um, and I'm thinking, once we're in that position in our lives where we are able to cons um, put a lot of time and energy, especially time, 
for like most of the day. Hopefully, we're even like full time artists. That'd be awesome. No, no, no. We will be full time artists. Yeah, ac- yeah. Fuck you. What am I? Stop that, Scott. This please. Famine mentality. <laughs> Um, when we are um, full-time artists, um, probably even working nine to five, it's like, yeah, we could have it be like that, and on, it, yeah, it's just a job at that point. Um, now, if you're not at that point, but you do have the time to dedicate to art, it's like, try that as well. You might find that it might be very nice to really put the pressure in in a healthy way. Hopefully it works for you in a healthy way. Where from 9 to 5, it's only working on what you think you should be working on, possibly what you want to be working on too, which is an added bonus. And then afterwards, you don't have to worry about any pressures after 5, um, and then you're just able to relax, decompress, and prepare yourself for the next day, the next 9 to 5. And so, um, yeah, it's like two different ways. Um, what I did, um, the intermittent breaks in between uh, sliced up. It's like ten minute, four 10-minute breaks and then a longer 30-minute breaks over the course of the day. That's a longer stretch. Or you could do like a more hard-pressed work ethic, which is the 9 to 5 straight work, and then relaxing, cut off at 5 p.m. Yeah, um, I've got to listen to yourself, too. You're, there's different yeah. types of people and different kind of workloads that you, you can take, and there's different kind of workloads that other people can take. And like what he touched on earlier with the whole ADD thing. Like I definitely probably have ADD too. Cause my attention cannot stay still. So yeah. um, when I stand up, like I could have toast in the toaster and I'll toast it and then I'll go do a task and then I'll come back and be like, Oh shit, I had toast. And now it's fucking hard. And now I don't really want to eat it, but I have to. So yes. yeah. that's life. Like um, just, you really got to figure out what works for you and what uh, like, another thing you can look at what works for other people and then try to emulate those things like say you have i'm certain there's a youtuber that you can kind of latch on to personality wise and art wise and then see what kind of videos they have as far as like what my routine is like ross draws has one and that's one that i would do if i had a studio but i could not do what he does like yeah that's okay scott continue i just wanted to say <laughs> that. oh uh, yeah i think i'm basically done and then um I guess one last thing, mm. um, if anything, for, uh, say, taking a break, um, if you're feeling like it's very daunting to get back into it, maybe you're um, at a part in the process where, say, you stopped right before inking, it's like, okay, or before making the rough draft, maybe did the very... Um, just like the drafting, light drafting, now you're getting to the rough draft where you have to put in the details first. Not inking where you're just lining it, but uh, if you're feeling like a daunting task is upcoming, it's like sometimes if you do just jump in head first, not considering how you may feel afterwards, you may actually end up liking it. You might get sucked into it. Sometimes, a lot of times, I forget that is how, say, my attention span works. I have to jump in and let it envelop me, and then I get focused with it a lot of the times. Because I do like to power through and persevere through tough situations. That sometimes, is very good advice. Continue. Yeah, sometimes it does not work. Uh, and that's when I do take breaks, um, maybe after a few more attempts. But if it is still not working, I take a break. Or if I'm still feeling confident, I try it a different way. Because sometimes I, a few times, um, maybe this past year, I have started say a rough draft over the pose wasn't working um and so it's like okay this 
Okay, I don't want to get too far into it and say to the inking, it's like, I'm still feeling dissatisfied, so I'm going to, I guess you could say, cut my losses short and start over with the same idea, but in a different way. Yeah, yeah. that's good advice completely. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> shit. You said something specifically there, and I completely forgot because I was drawing. Shit. What, what did like I? Uh, what did I? When did I say that's good advice? What were you saying specifically at um, that point? What like uh, jumping right in? Jumping right in. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, yeah. Fear is good. Nervousness is good, and mm -hmm. all of those things can be working in your favor. Because uh, you know, for example, if you are a gladiator and you are in a pit of fucking lions and your instincts turned off you'd probably just lay there and die <laughs> like if you were if you were scared and anxious you would probably have a chance of living because you would try to live rather than mm -hmm. all of those things so like that's just something you should lean into as far as like creating art and then like you know if there's a task that's a challenge it's time to grow baby like that's yeah. it like that's all it is really like um if you want to get better you have to take risks and if you want to get better you have to do things when you don't want to do them. Like, for example, mm -hmm. if you're an artist and all you like to do is do art and you draw and all these things, and then, like, say something bad happens to you and, like, you just stop drawing, like, you'd probably just be very sad. Wow. And, like, Jeez. Yeah, you'd just be very, very sad. Like, you wouldn't go... You wouldn't be indulging yourself and, uh, like... I don't know. I just think it's better to take risks before you can't. Like that's yeah. that's something that should always happen. And like uh you never want to be like what if because you didn't want to take up one part of like the skill. Cuz like <laughs> that's just a sad way to live your life, man. Like never trying because you're scared of something like that <sighs> that's just going to haunt you. Like you you want to grow and things that are scary and things that test you are, you know, good opportunities to show growth and to show like yourself that you can push through those negative thoughts and things like that mm -hmm. so great advice yeah and especially if it's not doing any physical harm to you just like yeah it's not going to hurt you it's not going to hurt like, you like i don't do this obviously don't commit to this if you obviously can't like if you if there sometimes you have to evaluate other things in your life before you can commit to art or like other things like you, you yeah. just gotta sort your shit out first and then get to where you know you can make these decisions and if it's uncomfortable because of just your life maybe figure out your life first mm -hmm. and then take care of the art because like family and life is really important and i mean if your art's trying if your art's like there to make money for that then understand that and like if you're trying to save somebody you know you being tired isn't really a good excuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just going to put that out there. Uh, hmm. This is creative process still, I think. Yeah, I think that's all that I had for taking breaks. I had, um, yeah, playing to personal strengths, like the 9 to 5 or, like, the intermittent breaks. Um, then the creative breaks, too. It's like, yeah, that was the taking breaks that i had for the creative process oh, um okay. oh, sorry um, hmm. Hmm. Uh, i guess something that 
uh, this could be a shorter um, maybe ending topic, but uh, say coming back from busyness. This is something that I've done off and on my entire creative or digital illustrative career. career. Mm. Um, uh, the most significant one, um, thankfully it hasn't like ended and then I had to make another post for it, but... Um, I don't know if you saw the post. It was mainly on Facebook, I believe. Nope, haven't where... been in years. Well enough to oh, click on a page. It was... When did I even post that? I think it was in mid mid twenty eighteen or early twenty nineteen. It was um this three or four panel uh comic saying I rise once again from the dust to create art or whatever. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, and uh, I took a screenshot of that, and on Facebook, that's my uh, profile picture. But um, mm. every now and again, or especially before that, I would make posts saying, like, hey, I'm back. And it's like, I don't want that to be the story of my artistic life. It's so annoying to have to... Um, and, well, it's not even annoying, but it's sometimes it's just unfortunate where... Um, you're just really busy, and you can't dedicate yourself to your artistic processes like you want to. And then, uh, say in my case, a lot of times when I'm not creating, I don't feel like the artist, like, one, I proclaim that I am, and two, that I want to be. I really do want to be a creative visual artist. Um, but, um, say, coming back from busyness, um, I've learned since making that uh, one post, that uh, four-panel... No, I think it's three panels. Three panels. Mm -hmm. No? Yeah, let's say a three to four panel comic. That instead of saying that I'm back again, I just want to focus where uh, where I left off. It's like, yeah, it can be kind of nice, especially if it's like a long while. If it's a very, very long while telling people that you're back, uh, that could be an order. Um, but I've learned now... Um, since I'm getting a better handle on how to integrate art into my life, um, where hopefully they don't intermingle and obstruct each other too much, um, I just want to cr start where I left off again um, and focus on staying on task this time, seeing what didn't work the last time I got busy and how I could change things up. One really good example is that I have a planner now. <laughs> and that's going <laughs> i don't know how i did not realize that i just needed a planner because uh, well, I, I don't like just you know you weren't ready to make this step in your life i don't think you should be so hard on yourself i just think it took a while for you to get here and you got here so just be happy that yeah you got here. yeah that's true yeah i am very grateful that now at least i have a planner uh especially before i move out and it's like oh cool i have a planner and set up for a lot of things that i may forget down the world down the road i was like i can just write it like months in advance and it's like oh cool <laughs> i forgot about that i'm glad that it's in my planner um but seeing things that didn't work before uh, i have a solution for that the planner um and then it just be balance a lot more and hopefully this time if there are times where i am busy uh instead of maybe like what like say five month break or something like that oh, yes. i yeah i don't even know if that was how long it was i forget um i forget what i was doing it was probably like school stuff but 
I would say, for example, five months. Um, instead of five months, maybe now with all of the changes and solutions that I've found, changes made and solutions found, um, maybe it's now at the most just a month, which is a pretty reasonable amount of times. Um, especially if I'm doing everything that I need to do, even for stuff that isn't uh, art related, just like personal stuff, and I'm not just sitting around. Um, say sometimes um, if I'm just relaxing, times where I think I really need to relax, say playing a game, it's like, I could be doing this right now. Not even art stuff, just getting other stuff done to make it easier to do art stuff. And yeah. it's just like, yeah, sometimes it just makes it really hard to relax sometimes. And unfortunately, it happens. Um, I think the planner depend- like, it will make that easier, though. Like you're Yeah, it will make it a lot easier. I can prepare myself for those things, and it's not a huge surprise or, like, kick in the face. It's like, damn it, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a lot of times before the planner, that happened a lot. Um, not just for the few bigger things, but then the smaller things. That's like, oh, damn, I wish I did that earlier. Where it's not the... It's just a minor inconvenience and not, like, a big setback, mm-hmm. um, luckily. Um, yeah, all in all, um, maybe consider getting a planner. Um, for those of you who are like us, who thought we could just retain every single piece of information. Honestly, if you're an artist, you're probably not very good at school. <laughs> and like, <laughs> well, no offense. You're, if you're a good, if you're a good student, that's fine. Like, uh, yeah. But you're probably not really good at the whole like secretarial work and organization stuff. Like, mm-hmm. that's uh, something that I had to develop through my life because I've been very much of the guy that just kind of like wings stuff. And like, mm-hmm. just goes for it. Like, that's just kind of how um, my process of all has always been. So uh, now that I'm incorporating a planner, I'm seeing a lot of the use for it. But I'm still practicing the art of using the planner. So mm-hmm. <sighs> that's just something I need to get better at. Uh, Jesus, my brain energy is low and going down. <laughs> uh. I did want to touch on one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to talk about it, but I didn't really know how to segue it into here. I mean, I was going to try to attach it to the creative process because this is kind of a creative process kind of thing. But uh, this oh, yeah. is something I was talk of what I was uh, learning in my um, storytelling book that I told you about a while ago. Uh, um. I finally finished it while well, all the relevant pieces to me because it's technically about being a public speaker and telling stories to an audience. But um, she talks about how to create a story and how to make stories dynamic and stuff like that. So I was really mostly putting attention to those parts as it would be related to my manga. Um, But she was talking about emotional storyboards. Oh, wow. I think those are really cool concepts because it's basically just, you know, you're being more focused on what emotion you're trying to bring to your audience rather than just like what – what picture you're trying to show them so like it's kind of like having a graph you know how those uh the story things go there would be have like a beginning middle climax and then it'd be kind of like shaped like a triangle graph you go up and down in the story. yeah um so kind of like that so like say you had the beginning where you're just like excited and then you would have you would just try to put like you would write the emotion that you want to elicit and then you would try to like brainstorm how you would elicit that and then you would do that you would attach that to all of your scenes basically and that would make wow. the scenes more like dynamic and more like meaningful 
so you can kind of be like what am i trying to bring to my audience emotionally rather than just like you know visually so it just makes a lot more sense and i wanted to share that with you because i thought you would have the exact reaction that you did and uh, yeah 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 like that's cool right like um that's a something i think that we should talk about right <laughs> yeah i've always yeah i've always just thought that yeah the emotion is implied with the visuals but i've never thought of just like splicing it off from the visuals itself yes exactly like uh i feel wow. like being that intentional that's how intentional i want to be with my work like Damn. that's the kind of stuff that i like i, I live for that like i really do mm, i like that a lot that's a really cool idea yeah um so i've been trying to do that with my storyboard that i was talking to you about with uh the storyboard manga book thing that I got for Christmas that I like. It's really cool. Um, oh, nice. I've been writing a little bit of stuff on the side so I can kind of elicit that response or, like, try to, like, think of how I could present the, these moods and stuff mm, like that. Mm -hmm. through um, Purely through the thought of how I would direct it. I want to get into directing, too, or just mm. looking through life through a camera so I can kind of, like, set up the shots that I really want to set up. And... Um, yeah, I just think the emotional part would help, too, because it would make you, you know, more focusing on how the visuals can bring out that response and have a target response for that specific scene so you can, you know, design it more to what you want. Mm, yeah, that would actually, that helps a lot more in terms of just planning in general, where you just get the vibe first instead of trying to think of both at the same time. Yeah, I was actually thinking about having a session with you uh for our manga that we're going to be writing our short story one mm, okay uh, where we could just talk about emotional storyboarding and then just uh not visual storyboarding yet but just vi talking storyboarding through just words and i think that'd be a very beneficial exercise for us for getting this project out because um storyboarding with words for me has been helping because it's basically just like uh thinking about scenes and then just summarizing them in like two or three sentences Instead mm. of like uh, having the full picture in mind first, so it's kind of like a storyboard before the storyboard, and then you can storyboard with pictures, and then you know keep fleshing it out from there. Huh? And yeah, I think it's that like it's a good like knocking out exercise where it's kind of like you keep setting things up and then knocking them down rather than just like being like, what if we did this? What if we did this? Uh, no, what if we did this? Like that kind of thing. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, I was thinking that if you just have the two to three sentence description of like the emotional construction of it exactly it's like you can just think of it's actually it opens it up to a multitude of different applications it doesn't have to look um just one way it could be like completely different like than what you originally thought instead of just having it based on one set visual piece and then it's like okay there's only like three maybe four different avenues you could like set that up i think if they have that right yeah, yeah, definitely. There's, like, so many ways yeah. you can do it. That's why I like the idea from the book, and I think that uh, we can get a lot of mileage out of it as far as our workflow. And um, because of the way we think, it'll be easier for us to get these ideas out this way rather than just fully putting together a document. I mean, we put together a document, but we can, like, flush that out more with this idea rather than just writing it page for page line for line and like scene for scene and stuff like that like it just seems mm -hmm. way less fun that way mm -hmm. and this way it can be more you know interactive as well as you know 
creatively being organized. <laughs> yeah. That kind of stuff. So I think that would just be a really cool thing for us to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, that's really it. I didn't know if there was anything else you wanted to talk about on that, but that's kind of where my only topic that I had to bring to the table. Hmm. Um, I think I'm good. Um, we could save some of these other topics for the next time. That sounds good to me. Uh, well, all right then. Good session, y'all. Uh, yeah. I guess we will call it a day for this podcast. Thank you for tuning in, everybody. Uh, you can catch us again next Sunday. Yeah. Alrighty. Peace, guys. Peace out. Two bros out. <laughs>